Hey, y'all, I want to welcome y'all to the Next Flex podcast, Up Close and Personal. I am your host, Wiesel, and I'm talking to a very interesting man. His name is Jim Barnes. He has a lot of businesses. Um, he's been in the area for a while, and I want him to introduce himself and tell you a little bit about what he has going on. Thank you. Well, the best thing I can say is thank you for being here. I'm very interested in what this podcast is about, and I feel... I listen to you that it sounds like I'll have a lot of use for this. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, so, I mean, when you heard about podcasting, what made you say, hey, I want to get off and trying to do this or doing this because you don't try. I, anything you do, I see you set your mind to it. Yeah. They come through. So yeah. what made you decide to just get into the podcasting? A way of getting my word out. I think I didn't. I heard about podcasts, but I really didn't know how difficult it would be. But in hearing it, it sounds like it's going to be very interesting, and it will be a way I can get my word out. You, you got to get your word out to a lot of people, and um, and you can't pay people to do it. You have to say it yourself. This is it, and a lot of them ask questions. I'm, I'm looking forward to questions. How do you do it, or why you feel it? Now, this will work. And most of the time, I don't really know. I pray about things, but I find that a lot of things just come to me. I don't know where it comes from. But people, I run into people that I, I'd be thinking about that I would need to do it. I don't go looking for them. They just seem to appear in my life. It means blessings. Blessings, blessings. yes. Yeah. You're man. a blessing. That's what I'm saying. You are. I, thank you. That, I needed that today. I was feeling a little down today about different things, and, and I needed you to. You just pour some positivity in me, and it, it just made me feel a little better. I'm not having the best day, you know, and not to get into it, but that made me feel good. And I, I definitely say you're a blessing because there's a lot of things that you're going to show me, um, invested into me, um, not only that, um, just some of your knowledge. And because you, I know you have a lot of knowledge, and I know that you will be successful in podcasting, I mean, I think that basically in the beginning you should just sit down and you do the talking and you let the, whoever help you me whoever do all the work behind the scenes to put your product out and because you are the key you are the meal ticket you are the the, the what people are coming to see or coming to hear you see what I'm saying so you need to focus on your craft in the beginning and then as you're doing that, I think you will learn all the other parts because that's key learning it as well. But but perfecting your craft as far as articulating what you want to put out and what people, the knowledge you want people to have. You know what I mean? Like you can, you don't want to, you know what I mean? If I, if, if, if I have to make the beat, then rap, sing on the beat and then record the beat, that's a lot of work. I prefer if I wrote the song, I can bring somebody in to do the song and I sit and do what I need to do. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. So that with that saying, excuse me. Um tell us a little bit about yourself, Mr. Barnes. Well, I'm uh, soon to be 85 years old. I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't reach that anywhere near that age. Mm-hmm. And I've looked forward to being able to pass a lot of the information on and not not wealth, but just wealth wealth of information on to my grandchildren, great grandchildren. But the, I do have to, I have to get to reach them through their medium, and I think it's through a podcast because sitting down talking to them, they don't seem to. 
be interested unless it's something that they're interested in. And if you don't find what they're interested in, they're not really too interested in me because of my age difference. They see me as a very old person, uh, which is fine. But I have a wealth of knowledge. I think I have a lot of experience in so many different areas. I've uh, I came to Washington D.C. when I was about twenty-two years old. Um, the government position was available for me, and from that point to where I am now, I've had a Bonds TV service, which is a television repair service, that opened in nineteen sixty-nine. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I have to admit, it, 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 I opened it out of necessity. We had uh, four children, I think, at the time. But basically, I, was, <laughs> I had to find a, relocate my location, which it was initially about across the street from Howard, an area of Howard University in Washington, D.C. And I have to credit my, my thieves to actually help me get started moving. Being the, they were smart thieves. I give them credit for it. They uh, broke into my shop. They would never take my tools. <laughs> they took any television that was working, you know, yeah. small portables. They sold it, but they would never take my tools. So after a few times of figuring out what they were really doing, I was able to uh, move from across from Georgia, I mean, from Howard University, a few blocks north of them to uh, Irving Street, northwest, towards the Washington Hospital Center. And I was able to get a the location that was there was a building, and the veteran, the doctor, was a doctor, optometrist, that said he's tired of repairing that building. He'll lend it to me, rent it to me, if I pay pays the cost of uh, repairing it, getting it fixed up so I could lease it up. And I did. I didn't do it by myself. I had two older sons that helped me. We spent the better part of three months just basically cleaning it up. Smoke damage, things of that sort, get it ready for now, an inspection. Which, but at that time, these were corner stores, and the stores were already set up with the electrical units, the electrical connection was correct. They had refrigerated boxes. So I, we just had to clean it up and then extra, have an inspection. And we were very fortunate. In, uh, I think it was March of 72, uh, we actually were actually open for business. And I ran, my family, they ran the, uh, the store during uh, 8 to 5, and then I'd come in at 5, five to 9 o'clock, and I would run uh, the store. And in between customers, I would run service televisions in the back, back of the store. So it was, it was exciting to me. Uh, um, I was very blessed because the job I had was uh, was not, it, it just was a, it was a metal job. I was a computer programmer analyst eventually. And that was a good job, it was well paying. And I found a lot there. A lot there because the jobs there, they were it was primarily blacks, which was good, but they were low lower ranked black, lower paid blacks. And I didn't realize that I was going into an environment this environment, which was good. It was, it was secure, but they weren't really to promote blacks to what they were capable of doing. And, uh, so I'm not going to go on with this all day because it's just so so true. I've seen the big differences from 72, uh, 62 up to now. And I think uh, some people I work with right now, well, I should say, right now, when I got out in 94, 
I, I, highest person, one of the highest people I thought was for a black was this GS nine GS twelve. You know, for, um, but now I'm seeing people that's so uh, certainly uh, much younger, and uh, I guess in the area there, I guess there was grades 15, 16, 17, the highest I think at that time. There's no 18, no 18 now, but 17 was kind of the highest they were at now. But those are very high paying jobs now compared to what we were years ago, mm-hmm. very much so. So it's, it's just so many different areas of change. And so I'm just thankful to have seen it and lived through it compared to what blacks suffered before I got into the military. I mean, before I got into the uh, Federal service. Um, even as a military, that's an area too, because the area, I, I, I was a um, 19 years old, 18, 19 years old when I went in, and I got out after two years. So it's two years active, two years standby reserve, standby ready reserve. I went in working on Navy Neptune propeller. Uh, that was kind of a mechanic. And I came out working on J-57 Pratt Whitney jet engines, in which my hometown, which is Renton, Washington, I was very surprised that when I applied for a position there, they looked at me, as a young 20, 20, I think it was 21 or 22 at the time, and they basically laughed at the fact that I was applying for a position as a jet aircraft mechanic helper. And I knew more about the, the jet aircraft engine changing the combustion chambers and set the fuel control. I do more about it than some of the mechanics that they had there and was much older, but they were white. So do you think it was your age or do you think it was because you were black? Both. So it was both. It was both. It was both. How can you like how do you be a black working so hard? I worked on CVA forty was it? It's it's all documented. That's an aircraft carrier midway. It actually launched planes off and recovered planes. And when planes came in, you had to be serviced. And here I was doing that on a day-to-day basis. And here I am talking to people in the Boeing aircraft who had no, I mean, I'm talking to secretarial type, which is nothing wrong with their position, but when I got talking detail, they had no idea what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. And yet they were there to judge whether or not I'm qualified. It's, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. an impossible situation for a black to get, be successful. So, how did you overcome that? I overcome. I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate. And the woman that I worked at the Seattle Park Department, and physically, if you saw me it's, it's, at that time, I made, uh, physically, I could not handle the garbage can, the dump disposals into the garbage can. It was just too heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I weighed about 130 <laughs> going into the military. But that was normal. But the thing is, they, I was very fortunate because. I was able to, to find an area of training that I was interested in, which turned out to be IBM programming. It wasn't programming, we called it Automation Institute. And where the responsibility we had to do was to, to, to learn the Holovitz code, which is the IBM type of coding, and to wire, the physically wire the, most, to the physical wires of the boards. Basically, the card is like a, a 12, 11, and a 0 zone punch in a digits 1 through 9. With that combination and the combination of wires, you could print any letter of the alphabet. You had to learn that. And I was very good to learn it and to take, take a test. 
I came up to the extreme world, but they were willing to give me from Seattle to uh, Washington, D.C. with promotions. And all I had to do was to arrive there. So that's what we did. We, I said, we, my wife and I, we, we took the kids we had, drove to Missouri, dropped them off, because that's Missouri's her hometown. And she was her grandmother. And I came the rest of the way myself to D.C. to get the job, got the job. And because of this, you know, a situation that parents could not send their children to school if they were both out of state, we, I had to make several trips back to from Washington, D.C. to Sykeston, Missouri, to pick up my wife and the baby, a wife and the oldest old child, in order for them to, to they give them going to school in Missouri. Were you driving or taking oh, a bus driving, or driving, 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 always driving. Always driving. Mm. I, I drove. I, I, and I like driving. You know, I was, it was not a burden. I really enjoyed driving. And with that, uh, no accident. God was good. You didn't run into any racial profiling any time? <laughs> Only one time. I... Because I didn't, I wasn't familiar with that style of racism, so to speak. We were on our way to Missouri, and what it was, it was, I had to get something to eat. I was hungry. There was something in this car, so before I get started, we wanted to get some breakfast. So I went in the place to order the breakfast. I don't remember what the breakfast was, but it was like breakfast, scrambled eggs. What state were you in? Remember? I don't remember my wife because she could tell you better than I mean, it's another state. Okay. And, and what it was, it was interesting because I thought nothing of it. I went in there, the people were in there somewhere at the, at the like a counter or something. So I'm sitting there waiting for the counters to sit down and I'm waiting for the thing. And, he, and the guy finally told me, he says, how much it was going to be. That's okay. They. Would he take my money? But they wouldn't let me, wouldn't deliver my food, let me take the food out the front. And I, that's when I realized where I was. I said, I said, I told him basically, if I have to go to the back to get my food, you keep it. I had my money. You got your food. Goodbye. It's sad. I didn't realize. That's when it really hit me that they were talking about the racism in the United States. And I said, forget it. So there were kids in the car. I just got my kid out and drove off. And I said, that's what I'm thinking. That's long before we got to Washington, D.C. So it was interesting. I said, now you know where I am. America was not ready for blacks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I can go on and because it's, I've learned so much of the, the little knickknack, tricky things they would do. You know, to, uh, to keep from promote, they they tr tried to tr tr they trained me not because they wanted to train me. They tried to train to fail me. So mm. you could use that as the excuse as to why you cannot get into they sabotage. Yes, not not in lack of knowledge, but because I'll give you the knowledge because I know you're going to fail. That's the mentality. And when you do and do better than them, they can't. What they can? What they can they say? Mm -hmm. So they would beat us in the game. I didn't know the game at first. I mean, I, mean, I can't tell you the number of days. Uh, my wife can tell you. I, I, when I had a, when I a, a real programming, I'd come home with listings, quarter of an inch thick, that were not my program. But there was a problem with the program. And the problem was that it was, it was doing something wrong. They could show me what it was doing wrong, 
what they could not, some of the board members, they were able to follow the logic of it. Another time they could not because of the complexity of it. And it turned out that I saw a program called AI07. It was a program that caused me the monstrous type of problems because it was a mathematical thing. And it was only when I was able to not truly understand how the person, their thinking, but to go to a piece of meal, what I understood, a little small portion of it, and recreate it. And in recreating it, that's how I really figured out how that program worked, you know, mm -hmm. because, and then it turned out to be a blessing for me because when they, this after years of things, they could, I realized the problem was not that, that, that their thinking was wrong, that they couldn't know how to figure out where their mistake was. So, so when I wrote the program, that's when I realized maybe how good I was at it because they couldn't understand where and how in the hell I was doing this and getting the results, and they couldn't follow it. And I said, ah, that's the trick. Mm -hmm. You see, because each one of us think a little bit differently, and in thinking differently, we create, we create the answer the way we understand it. Now, if they understand it, so what they call themselves doing, uh, this is probably in, oh, I'm thinking, in 1985. It was somewhere around that when they transferred me. Uh, yeah, I, I'd gone as high as I could go. Because they weren't, they were not going to get promote me anymore. And this is before I joined the union. So once I figured out that they're not going to promote me anymore, so I started continuing looking through my programming, but my programming was deeper. You know, it, because it's not once the program's not. You just do one thing. You do some multiple steps, and each one of the steps do something different. But you may overall need that information that you created in step two. Maybe it's further in the process, and you have to go back and make sure you have that information. So I would store that information. Mm -hmm. I, I'm have to. I store it within the next program. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Oh. That's that's ingenious. Oh man! So, so that's that's now they have to understand. Where it came from when they're up here looking and it's all of a sudden the name came up. Where the hell that name came up? I mean, it's, it's always in the, it was in the program. It was in two or three programs earlier, too. Mm. So where did it, what did it take from the second program to move into the third program? And what did it do during to the fourth one? And that was the genius of Howard Beale. Mm. Because they, where did this come from? Well, it's in just called job control language. In the job control language, there were areas where you'd, a name would come up there. The computer knows where it is. We can go back and search everything and find that same name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the guy can't. The person yeah. can't. They're the not going to uh, they, he just The person has to know where to go look and the yeah. it up The people will even tell you where. But, but, so, yeah, well, it's because I had it embedded. Mm. It was embedded. It was mm. there. I wasn't no fun. They just had to know where to find it. Know where to find it. And that's that. Uh, all that. On that, I mean, you're a very interesting guy. We're going to stop off on this note right here. Um, on the next episode, we're going to talk a little about his military life. Oh, yeah. Um, some of the stories in military life. And um, we also going to move into what drove him into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Until the next time, oh, okay. thank y'all for joining thank in. Thank you. Oh, thank you. See y'all and see y'all later. Okay.